The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And he said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I feel like I often say, thanks to the chosen, we have a pretty good image of what this encounter with Jesus and Nathaniel would have looked like. And I think in light of today's feast day, it's a touching scene to contemplate. Because not only does Jesus know Nathaniel, but he knows us. He knows us intimately. Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you. How did he see me? He wasn't anywhere around. But he's God. He is God. And he's king of the angels. He is king of the universe. He is king of kings. Which, if we recall how the Hebrews spoke, they didn't have comparatives and superlatives in their grammar. So if something was the greatest, they had to repeat it twice or even three times, right? That's why we say holy, holy, holy. That's to say the holiest of the holies is right here. So if we say that Jesus is the king of kings, that is to say he's the greatest of kings. Or if he's lord of lords, he's the best lord ever. So he's king of the angels, he's king of creation, and yet he sees you. He sees you, which is to say he knows you. He cares about you. And he provides for us. And whenever we meditate on the angels and their role in creation and salvation, we should be filled with a sense of gratitude, with a sense of security, with a sense of being cared for. In case you haven't noticed, God loves to delegate in a sense. God is, in fact, not a micromanager. But he has entrusted the care of the universe to his creatures. And he takes delight in his creatures who follow him and who give him glory and honor by their faithfulness. So we read in that first reading from the book of Revelation that war broke out in heaven. Which is to say, some of the angels were not faithful. 
whatever kind of test they had to pass, so to speak, however it was that God was asking them to show their faithfulness and trust and love to him, they failed. And the classic reasoning for that is because of their pride, ultimately, they did not want to serve a God-man. When they heard that Jesus was going to become a man and that Mary, his mother, was going to be queen of the angels and that he was going to be a a God-man, they just could not handle that. They would not serve. They would not serve. They would rather reign in hell, as they say, than serve on earth. They would rather reign in hell than serve on earth and in heaven. So that's pride. That's a pretty good definition of pride. But for those who have been faithful, namely Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, we feel like they are very invested in our salvation. They have participated very intimately in our salvation. And I think they continue to do so. We continue to invoke Michael on a very regular basis throughout the church. Gabriel and Raphael, maybe not so much. But I think it's safe to say that they are still very active and want to be active. They want to be called upon because it's an opportunity for them to show God's glory, that they get to share in God's power and the authority that he has given them for our good. So let us not hesitate to invoke their help, whatever it is that we need. Raphael, certainly with things involving healing, and Gabriel, with regards to messages that we want sent or that we want to hear, And of course, Michael, for the spiritual battle that we're all involved in against sin and and the devil and his legions. But getting back to the gospel for just a moment, Jesus really wanting us to know that we are really loved. And Nathaniel really did experience that. Again, when you think about that episode in The Chosen, he was so distraught. He was really in a bad place. He was really struggling. God, do you even hear my cry? Do you not notice me here? My life is falling apart. And the fact that that building fell on him, his project, his project was reduced to rubble. And I think we've all felt that from time to time. We've had various projects of sorts that seem to crumble, that seem to fail in an epic way. And we're like, what are you doing, Lord? Like, don't you care? Don't you care? And the enemy would really have us believe that, nah, God doesn't care. Look at how he allowed this thing to fail. Look at the the struggles you're having. But that is not the voice of God. That is definitely the voice of the accuser. The word Satan has this connotation of accusation, of one who accuses. So that's the accuser who wags his finger in your face. 
and would have you believe that you're not loved, that you're not cared for, that you're a failure, that you're a loser, that you're not good enough, all that good stuff, all those lies. But he is the father of lies. Jesus, on the other hand, is the way, the truth, and the life. And he came that we may have life and have it abundantly. So he really does want us to know that we are really loved, that we are cared for, that we are seen and understood. And yes, sometimes we are definitely going to experience failure, disappointment, persecution. However, he is with us through it all. And he even sends his angels to accompany us and to fight for us. So Lord, please increase our faith today in your love, in your mercy, in your providence, and yes, even in the presence of your holy angels who fight for us and who accompany us on our way to the Father's house. Amen. Amen.